1: He's
2: fucking Canadian? I like soccer. Come on, man. Legit bat he has a legit bat. Uh, uh, welcome to Costco. I love you. Hello, welcome back to Hi. Legit Bat. We are we are starting a little bit late, but you know you can deal with it. It's fine. Uh, we got <laughs> Shannon, Emily, and deplorable Janet on today for a talk about poop. I mean, I mean, you know, there's going to be other stuff, but we like poop. Uh, got a couple things to cover before we start on this show. Uh, we experienced the death of my grandma. I put her up on screen there. Uh, she was old. Like, she basically left us a while ago. She had a... What do you call that when your brain goes Dementia. Dementia, yeah. yeah. So she had dementia. She had no idea who we were, but she's still gonna be missed. She was awesome. She was uh, probably the most pure soul I've ever met. But I could just be, you know, biased because it's my grandma. But
3: <laughs> she was sweet. She's from Indiana.
2: Yeah. Uh we got oh what else do I have here? Uh Dusty started a show, if you know Dusty from the chat sometimes. He's a good friend of the show, and he started, well, I think he joined a show. He's going to have to correct me on that, but I think he joined a show with his friend. It's called the Dead Trust Podcast.
3: Yeah, he joined <clears> as, a, <throat> as a co-host. Yeah. they started.
2: And they're on, they're on YouTube, and they also go live on Trovo, which I'm actually not familiar with, but they go live on Trovo every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 Eastern, so check them out. Uh, start with their Elon Musk episode. That was his request. I listened to that one. It's fucking great. It's kind of uh, a little bit similar to our show, actually. They're kind of bullshit for a while and then talk about weird shit, so it's cool. Also, I got permission from Scott from TruZilla to plug their Manifest uh, Festival. It's July 29th through August 1st in Molala, Oregon. It's quite a drive for us, but we're going to try to make it up there because I want to meet all these people. And they said we were going to do a live show from there. So that would be fun. It's It'll be worth the drive. I know. We love those guys. So. Molala. Also, yes. it went away. I was looking at the...
3: yeah. Oh, uh, six and a half hours.
2: Yeah, it's long. Well, yeah, I was looking at the uh, chats from one of our other shows, and uh, this dude, this is probably the first negative review or negative comment we've ever had, but this dude was talking about how he couldn't watch because Ben was eating his nails the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> if that's the only complaint you have, we're fucking awesome, because, so we started the, uh, if you're in the Discord, you would know what we're talking about, but it's uh, hashtag #fuckJared. Jared. Jared, if you're listening, get fucked. Watch this, I eat my nails, right in the mic, I'm going (laughs) to zoom in too. Anyway, I'd hate to give time to haters, but I had to mention that because it's kind of an inside joke. Anyway, (laughs) let's get started on the show. We got uh, Janet, Emily, and Shannon, and I will bring these guys right in. I will unmute you first because that's happened before. (laughs) How's it going? Hey. Hey, hey. And we can hear you all. Hello. That's awesome. Oh, I didn't fix everything on the screen, I guess, whatever. All right, so uh, we'll start out with talking a little bit about yourselves. Everybody should know Janet by now. She's uh, way bigger than we are, way more mouthy, too. In a good way. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get your uh, plugs for everything out of the way at the top here because not everybody listens to the end of the show like cunts. So, Janet, tell us where we can find you and your show. Hey,
4: first, I just want to say, if Ben was chewing on his fingernails the whole time, he's getting extra minerals for eating his yeah. fingernails. So, All that calcium. Fuck. I would think so. So fuck <laughs> off, dude. <Yes. laughs> fuck Jerry. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, I'm the host of Deplorable Nation podcast. You can find me on Podbean if you search for Deplorable Janet. I'm on there. I'm on lots of other networks. You can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet and Twitter, Twitter at no janet k-n-o-w so that's where i be about all the time
2: perfect and emily where can we find you and your stuff
0: so you can find me on instagram i'm at at miss emily it's emily with a b in there so it's m-i-s-s-e-m-b-i-l-y
2: awesome and Shannon, I heard you uh, have some products. We'll probably get into that in a little bit, but uh, do you have any, a website or is it just your Instagram?
1: I have a whole lot of things, but you can find me at creative light 16 and I am about to launch my website at creative lightwellness.org. So keep checking back for that and that's going to go live here in the next week or two.
2: Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I really want to talk about some of your products. Janet was talking about her uh, the herpes cream you gave her. Oh, wait, that was uh, po- poison ivy cream, right?
0: Same she said thing.
1: she had it it's all it's in her all butt empty. crack, so it might as well be herpes. I have something for everything, honey. So you just let me know what your ills are, and I got something for you.
2: Uh, I need something for hair growth. Do you have anything for hair growth?
1: <laughs> no, I got something. Yeah, there you go. No
3: <laughs> yep. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, I need we also something need for
4: something for big dick growth. Can you help? <laughs> hey,
1: that was private. Just Why like, are you I talking kidding. about that? Just so kidding. probably make that work. So <laughs> private
2: conversations, Janet. So what do you guys want to talk about tonight? Do you want to get into a? Uh, poop first i mean i in the chat chris said he wanted to hear about poo (laughs) but i i i thought it was a great promo for the show to put on instagram the uh the different kinds of poop that's right up my alley and that's true most of the time mine's in the normal range within a few clicks you know but uh every once in a while if you drink too much it's more on the uh liquid side but
3: (laughs) i think that's normal though it's like abnormally normal or normally
1: abnormal if you're it's drinking, consistently, it's like
2: consistently consistent, kind, yeah. <laughs> kind of. But yeah.
1: Either way, better out than in, right? So you don't want to keep exactly. that shit in there. You got to get it out. So this is where we express ourselves. But honestly, somebody asked me actually when I posted that ideal poop meme, um, what does the perfect poop look like? And it actually looks like all one piece, sort of the size of like soft serve yogurt. And it is the consistency and color of peanut butter. So if that's what yours looks like and it's all one giant piece and it looks like a snake in that in that bowl, then you have got the perfect poop, my friends. It's so, not
2: really peanut butter color, it's a little bit a couple well, shades consistency. darker. But
3: consistency of peanut butter or color?
1: Both. Both. Oh, really? But if it's a little tiny bit darker, that's totally okay. If it's all in one piece, that's a good sign. All right. That's, all one I'd piece. say about
2: eighty percent of the time. What she shit a all... snake the other day that I was did. like it no, wrapped around. It was
1: around. like the size of a Crayola
3: crayon though. Like it was but it was long and went all the way into the back. The fat crayon or flushed, the, the like...
2: normal size crayon. <laughs>
3: like it's the fat big, crayon oh okay big
2: yeah
1: five-year-old crayons and yeah
2: then, yeah
3: and then i flushed it and it looked like a startled snake it was like <clears throat> and then went down and my
1: favorite is when alive. it chokes out of the top and you have no idea how far down that tube that it goes that was but how let let me- this one was I, yes that's great <laughs> but i actually then... have a poop rating system that Ooh. when i text my husband he knows exactly what happened when i put when i text four poop emojis or five <laughs> <laughs> he knows it was bordering on mystical and it was like oh. exceptional poop. Like I have completely evacuated the bowels and that's all I have to do is type, you know, it's a five pile rating. So you guys <laughs> I love it. Keep it that way. Yeah. So if it was like not good, you can do like a one or a two. <laughs> but if it was bordering on mystical, yo, that's like five poop emoticons wow. right there. So
3: I okay. think we're definitely going to implement this starting tomorrow morning. First poop. Yeah. We're gonna rate the poops. We'll text each other from the bathroom. How was yours? My
2: poops always Our border on magical, anyway. Today,
3: that's so. yes. usually a one. It's just one big piece, but it's like a pile because I just don't eat and then I just drink lots of alcohol. So <laughs> Dustin <it's>
2: a- <laughs> Dusty said he used to go to go on RateMyPoo.com dot com all the time and just rate shits.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> awesome. I love that. And we should probably also talk about what isn't right. So if you guys have like. The dangerous kind, or any of the listeners out there, have the kind that's like, you know, you got to get into a healthcare practitioner of some kind. We should probably talk about that too, not to get super serious because we are talking about shit, but there are some no. that Shit's you really serious. need to be careful of. And I will talk about mm-hmm. the black kind. Janet can talk about the white kind. But if you have black stool, you need to go to your doctor because that could indicate that you have bleeding, like internal bleeding issues. So we do have to mention that honestly, because there is, yes, there is a wonderful kind of poop. And you know, if there's little rocks that float, you've got a little bit, you've eaten a lot of fat because the fat floats. Um, There's the ghost poopy where it disappears and you swear you pooped it, but you can't see it. Like, where did it go? That's okay too. But at the same time, there is still some that you have to be really careful of. Janet, do you want to cover the white kind?
4: Yeah, we, I had a patient one time that came in, it was a young boy and he had white stools and I was like, how long has this been going on? And he's like, oh, probably at least six months. Oh, Jesus. Um, Kid had a very rare type of cancer and that's an indicator in the stool when the stool is white, kind of like really old dried up dog shit in the yard. Yeah. If it's white, wow. that's a problem, like a massive think. problem. What is it yeah. that causes it yeah. to be white? Um, when it turns white like that, because a lot of um, a lot of your body creates colors in your fecal matter um, from the breakdown of foods and things like that. That means that. Uh, your hepatic system is not working, like your liver's not working properly. Um, it could be your gallbladder, anything like that that lends color to a stool. That means a massive, massive organ problem.
2: Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. The only right. white poop I've ever seen was a really old cat turds, and that <laughs> takes perfect. a while for it to turn white. <laughs> but I've never heard yeah. of a, a human yeah. having white shits. That's yeah, insane. Never. Yeah. Yeah. No.
4: yeah. Yeah. It's very scary.
2: Yeah.
1: I, and the I black kind, if there's blood in the stool, that's also very, very serious. Um, you know, right. you don't need to be bleeding internally like that. And sometimes it happens within the colon and it comes out in stool form. So the super black mm-hmm. kind, when it's regularly black, also not good. You do not want to be bleeding. That's when you need to go in and have some sort of an endoscopy or a colonoscopy. So, so right. the only
2: time I, I had if a, it, what a, oh, go ahead, Janet.
4: I was, I was going to say um also on the lines of black stool or dark very very dark colored stool if you see something that looks like coffee grounds that is not a good thing either. So those are those are definitely things to watch out for or even if you vomit and it looks like coffee grounds that's a huge problem.
2: Weird. Well, I'm glad I've never experienced that yet, but um, the only yeah. time I had dark shit was after drinking a really dark wine. We did. For, yeah. And Red it was wine, it <laughs> it scared the sh- yep. literally scared the shit out of me because I always check yeah. my poo out. You know, I you can't just walk away and not look at it. So I was like, oh my God, oh, I'm dying. Like Same. I'm bleeding internally. Yeah. I should go to the doctor. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I drank a petite Syrah last night. And that's a really dark ass wine. So maybe that's it.
3: So we just yeah. drank beer for the next couple of days and our poop turned back to normal and we're like safe. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and you can also track, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, if you're a mom, what your kids are eating, if their poop is green, like a bright green, you know, they're eating a lot right. of dye. So it's like kind of pay attention to if they're at school getting something really synthetic or, or mm-hmm. something like that. But then also if you eat naturally, if you have a lot of greens in your diet, there's going to be a little bit of a naturally green tinge to it. Or um, if you eat beets. That can be really alarming oh, when I tell people to incorporate beets in their diet or have
2: beet juice, and then they're like the next day they're like, "I'm bleeding from the butt." And like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the beets. My one of my coworkers uh, out. We used to send each other pictures of our shit just because it's funny, and we would. It was kind of like yeah. rate my poo, like Dusty said. Only my friend would get very eloquent with how he like talked about it. Like he'd use big words for the for a yeah. turd. And uh, but he sent us one that I will never forget. I probably have it somewhere, but it's a. Uh, he called it the Green Mile because it was long and it was very green. But it was because he had started taking up uh, kale shakes. So you're talking about the leafy right. greens or whatever. So he'd been drinking a kale shake every morning, and it was just kale in the toilet, and it was you know like 18 inches long. I'm like Jesus, dude, that's awesome. It was a
3: healthy one based on what Shannon said. It was very long, all in one piece, oh yeah, to the back of the bowl, but it was also green. <laughs> it was emanating green to yeah, like a it, green glow like a ghost like it kind of was like
2: so do you recommend looking at uh, all three of you do you recommend looking at your poo every time because Dusty says yes. if you walk away from a yes. shit without looking yes. you're brave Absolutely. and confident exactly oh, Yes. what I don't
1: recommend is reaching in and grabbing it out and writing <laughs> on the wall with it because that actually has happened in public places I'm not going to lie It does. that's
4: my nephew in a women's <laughs> bathroom
1: Yeah. Yes. In public bathrooms. Yes. So that I don't recommend, but you should absolutely check it out. And if you have, um, partners or friends that are not afraid of discussing the topic of poop, which I mean, let's get it out pun intended, but I mean, let's just talk about it because it just, it kind of breaks the ice. It's like, it's natural. It's what the human body does, but you really, I mean, take a picture of it, share it. My poor do. husband has to has to hear about all of the good ones, and he just laughs every time. <laughs> but now I can just communicate by emoji, and he knows exactly what just happened. So. <laughs> oh, I love that. Song.
2: She uses the <laughs> eggplant for wildly different things.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I took yep. a really awesome picture. When we first started dating, we were like long distance. Oh, the J. Yeah. So I took this poop, and it was the shape of a J, and I'm like, what can I do with this? So I wrote, I just got the markup out and I wrote I heart and then just use the poop as the J and then wrote O E. And then I sent it to him and I'm like, okay, we're either going to be broken up or we're going to get married. No,
2: I don't, I don't talk to people period that have a problem with poop or farting or anything like that. I'm like, dude, you do it too. Like we, you can't hide from me. I know you, if you say that you don't shit or you don't look at your shit that you are a liar and I'm not talking to you anymore.
0: (laughs) Right. It's so true. And there's a long history behind, you know, rating your poop in kingdoms way back centuries ago. They would go through and rate the king's poop. Um, <laughs> they, would, they, they would actually have servants who would go through his poop and then rate how his health was doing, how things were going. And it kind of changed the course of the, you know, the kingdom um, based upon how their poop was. And if all was well, if he was stressed or if there was, you know, problems with his health, all of those things. So hey, the they were smarter
2: job, than we give them so credit for. <laughs>
1: And interestingly enough on that topic, King Henry actually was the one that had the charter where he actually made sure that natural health was not outlawed because he actually loved dabbling in herbs and he liked to kind of try to heal and use herbs for natural healing uh, remedies and effects. So he specifically put out an herbal charter that did not outlaw natural health because he himself actually loved to dabble in the same thing. So he did not make it so that just doctors could prescribe or treat or whatever, or cure, but he himself liked it as well. So I find that a really interesting part of history considering what Mr. Rockefeller did later. So that's pretty cool. And that aligns huh that's awesome
4: hey i just want to say um how weird would that be if somebody said hey what do you do for a living and you're like i'm a poop inspector that's what i do (laughs) i look at poop literally all day long and it's so funny because some people are so like embarrassed to talk about poop or they get offended (laughs) if somebody else talks about poop but literally in healthcare, you have to know Yes, Your patients on that level. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you have the patients that call you and that is all they ever discuss. (laughs) Like you can't find out anything else about them because it's just about their poop and how many times a day. And those are important things too for your your body system. Everybody's a little bit different. But how many times a day you go, um, some people don't go... Except, like, once a week. Yes. That's not normal. You're that's right not right. normal. To oh, you. that's That awful. means you are not drinking enough water. Um, you don't have enough fiber intake through, you know, the dietary means or whatnot. You don't. And all of that waste is building up in your system, which is going to make you sicker. So...
2: Yeah, that would be weird. I would freak out if I if I don't poop for a day. I'm kind of concerned, and then I think about what I ate, and I'm like, "Well, there was a lot of cheese yesterday, or you know, a lot of hamburger or whatever." But if I don't actually shit the next day, I'm like scared. I'm like, "I'm gonna go. I gotta do something about this." Be a bad day the next day. Well, the last time I was actually severely
4: give me an enema, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "All
3: right, bend over, babe.
2: No, the last time I got (laughs) severely (laughs) severely constipated, I worked at restaurants, and they had me on Nexium for heartburn. I took it for three mm. days and did not poop at all during those three days. And I was like, this is not yeah. a good pill. I don't like this. And I was angry at work, like yeah. visibly angry. And everyone who knew me knows I'm not fucking angry. I'm like, I have to shit, okay? And my my friend kept telling me to do uh, a warm coffee enema. <laughs> and I was very skeptical about that. Uh, but he said it works. But I wasn't about yeah. to try it. And I finally shit and it was fine, so.
1: But it's good. Yeah, no, coffee yeah. enemas are well known for um, being effective for that kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. I would trust that. Um, and then I, I don't remember what I was going to say. Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> oh,
3: good. <laughs> Emily, what were you going to say?
1: We were, we were pre-gaming.
0: Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, you get that buildup of toxins and, and, and that sit in your intestines or in, in your colon and those toxins that are just continuously being circulated through your body actually do create an emotional response. So you being angry is also a, a physical response to having all those toxins in your body. There's an emotional tie. You know, your, your, your gut and your brain really has a connection and your feelings can really be impacted by what's going on with the toxicity in your body. That's a real thing. So I'm not surprised that you were out of character and angry just from not being able to poop. That's a real thing
3: i believe it yeah my thing i do um well ben had a problem i know ben's not here i hate to talk about his poop without him being here but oh he's cool i'll just do it in his honor (laughs) he came over the other day and he was like oh i have to shit and i can't and i'm like oh i'll give you a magnesium if you want i know your body works a lot faster i don't know if you guys ever use that but i learned the hard way that magnesium is really good for shitting i was just taking it (laughs) as a supplement and i was like oh my god i I just peed out of my butt, babe. I think I'm dying. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then his sister was like, oh, duh, you took magnesium. What are you, retarded? Like, that's what it does. And I was like, oh. So now I just keep taking it more and more often, and it evened out. But I I gave one to Ben and within like 10 minutes, which is probably not normal, within 10 minutes he was like, oh my God, I got to go. And he just went and took a shit and it was great. Well, it was funny, funnier
2: too, because he was, in in my opinion, allegedly under the influence of a mild psychedelic. And so it was not, not the best time to shit your soul (laughs) out, but it was funny because we had gone to bed too. And I actually remember hearing it now that actually... It
3: sounded like a movie. After after he said that, it it sounded
2: like Dumb and Dumber. Like I'm like... About to like fall asleep, th- and like you just hear this. I'm like, oh my, what the fuck's going on in there, Ben? Next Fuck. to
3: our bedroom wall. I was like, oh man, who built this house? Why did they do that?
2: <laughs> he was literally, it was like pissing out your ass. Piss.
3: Yeah. Yeah, ass pee. <laughs> Oh yeah, that sounds like a dangerous one, Shannon. You were mentioning that earlier, about the dangerous kinds. I imagine peeing out of your butt numerous times in a row is not healthy either.
2: Not everybody does that. Sometimes,
1: as a means to an end, it is an actual good thing. So, if you have been constipated, you will welcome (laughs) ass-peeing. But I will tell you, and and there is a couple of different cleanses that I actually have people go on, and it depends on how your level of bravery really. So, there is one (laughs) that um, saves your gallbladder that I have, and you have to be pretty close to a restroom for that one for about four days. Um, That Mm -hmm. one. You will ask pee for a little while, but hey, at the end of it, you pass the rocks out of your liver and your gallbladder. So you know those gallstones?
3: Yeah. I can
1: actually get rid of those. You do not need to have your gallbladder cut out of your body. Please do not do that. Please do not, not cut those do out that. of your body. If you do not need them to be out of your body, we can save that gallbladder and make you feel better. You just have to spend four days next to a bathroom. <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, it's so worth it because once that's all cleaned out, you know, that then you're good to roll, your metabolism can refire again just like normal. But um, if it's if it's happening too consistently, too often, then you're gonna be losing fluids and that's not okay. So if it happens longer than two, three days in a row, that's that's where you get kind of on the bad side of things. so. And it's also not happening as
0: a result of something that you're taking. If you are taking magnesium to try to help move things along, if you're doing a cleanse, that's to be expected. But if it's happening when you've done nothing different, that's a problem right so we that's more what i meant yeah we used to call them butt blows where you would just really (laughs) pee out of your butt and she wasn't taking anything so that was an indicator that something was off balance right Um, Right. i didn't know anything about it we just laughed about it you know but now i can see that that's either you know there's something going on that needs to be examined Oh yeah, well especially
2: yeah. if you were eating like a lot of cheese or protein or something and then you diarrhea I would be very concerned. I'd be like, there's something like fucking
3: impossible. wrong. Yeah, that would be very scary. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> no, it's not impossible. Yeah. It would just be no, very just, concerning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we and have I somebody in the chat too. said, I had to inspect poop as a lifeguard, rock or turd. It was never a rock. <laughs> 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 that is fucking nasty. <laughs>
1: that reminds me of Caddyshack. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry Janet I cut you off what were you
4: saying <laughs> I gotta recover
2: <laughs> thanks for that one Tara and thanks uh, oh thanks Justin for the tip I appreciate it
4: I was gonna say um, people who ask Pia a lot also if you are fluid overload um, your bowels are gonna be a whole hell of a lot looser than normal people who don't have uh, that type of liquid consumption intake. Um, And so those are also things to watch because when you get fluid overload, it can also unbalance your electrolytes and things um, that keep your body in check. So that's also something to consider if you're asking patients like, you know, like if you're ass peeing, why are you ass peeing? What have you done different? What is your daily routine? How much liquid do you intake? And what kind of liquid is it? Because some people, um, coffee and tea are stimulants like that and can make you go like crazy. Other people, it oh, doesn't yeah. affect them, but they may drink gallons of water a day. So that's always something. Well,
2: I do both. I drink caffeine and I drink a shitload of water because I am out in the heat all day. So, but I don't piss out my ass either. But it does, like, if (laughs) if I go into work in the morning and have nothing to eat and everything else and I drink some coffee, it's, like, down, like, to a science, about yeah. 10 minutes, and I'm, like, running yeah. to the bathroom. I'm, like, oop,
4: there it goes.
3: <laughs> you have, like, an emergency yeah. situation. When you have to go, you have a limited amount of time. You,
4: yeah. specifically, is what I mean. <laughs> then oh, they no. there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, and then Dustin
2: said, he, as a diabetic, he found out the hard way, too much sugar-free candy will make your ass leak oh, like yeah. a fire hydrant. Yeah.
3: So why is that? Yeah. Do you guys know why that is? I've never heard yeah. of that one.
2: Me either. Aspartame? Hey.
3: Yeah, it probably has
0: to do a lot with the chemicals and the additives that they put in those to make it yeah. taste better. And that's really going to cause a problem in your digestive system because it's foreign substances. Your body is not meant to process. Um,
4: right. And
0: I think like all jokes aside about poop and we can laugh about it all day long. But really, it is a yep. really great indicator of one of the biggest health um, uh, checks of your body, which is your microbiome in your large intestine and your colon and Mm -hmm. what, how your body responds to different things coming in and out and how it responds to, um, you know, what, what its state is the state of your gut. If it's in dysbiosis, which is the state of imbalance, you're, you're going to have really severe reactions to different things that come through. And so it's, it's really important, like you said, to just check your poop every day and kind of monitor what your patterns are like, how you react to high fiber foods, how you react to certain natural foods, because um, that'll really be a good indicator of what your state of balance is like. And for most people, it's out of
1: balance.
2: Oh, so yeah. I ma- think, imagine.
1: I think what we also need to kind of cover here, too, is if your body is not digesting the food that you're eating, because that has happened occasionally, too. People can be so efficient that even if you're eating lettuce or whatever. It doesn't digest. It comes out in the same form that it went in, corn. I mean, that's kind of notorious <laughs> yeah. for something that just love comes corn. out the same way that it goes in, right? So right. if you are not fully digesting your food there's a lot of different things that can be happening so digestion actually begins from the minute you start chewing when you're chewing the salivation begins and the saliva mixes with all of that food and there's enzymes in that saliva that are going to make the food break down a little bit easier so that by the time it gets into your stomach the acid can kind of finish it off Then it moves through your intestine and it turns into what's called chyme which is that sludgy kind of brown matter okay and so if you actually are pooping and it's so fast that you are pooping out the the form the same form that it went in then there's a little bit of an issue with digestion too and i think um emily is definitely very well versed in the things that you can do in fact in terms of like probiotics and and all of that so i'm going to kick it to her because you know, there is a lot of stuff that you can do actually to foster a really good, healthy gut environment. So take it, Emily, because I know you're an expert on this.
2: Looking forward diet. to that one. Yeah, please do expound.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, with your microbiome, I always kind of equate it to a garden. So, if you have a garden that's just in a really poor state, um, you need to first weed everything out of there. So, what's really important for people to do, and you really need to do this under the care of somebody who's well versed in this, because he it can make you feel really awful, create a severe reaction in your body. But you do need to take an antifungal, um, a natural antifungal, not something prescribed, but get into and, and research about or talk to somebody who knows about these natural antifungals, because what happens is When you have a state of dysbiosis in your gut, um, there's a really nasty fungus in your body called uh, Candida yeast. And the sole purpose of having that in your body, it's supposed to be in a very, very small amount. And the sole purpose is to digest and break down and decompose your body when you die. But what happens is, when you do not—I know it's really gross—but when you have, um, you know, you're you're taking in, they, it feeds off sugar. So when you're taking in a high sugar diet, you're having a lot of alcohol, you're taking prescriptions that throw all of things out of out of whack, or you're taking antibiotics which kill off the good bacteria in your gut. That allows candida yeast to really take over, and it creates a hard shell around it to protect itself. And within that hard shell, not only does it store candida yeast, but, you know, uh, pathogenic bacteria, viruses, things that can lay dormant for a long time under that hard shell. So what you wanna do is take not only, um, you know, an antifungal, but first a digestive enzyme that is specific to break down that candida yeast then you kill it with the antifungal so you weed it out your garden that's a really long process it takes sometimes years for people to go through because your digestive tract is very long um and so you'll you'll go through that then you want to um so you weed then you then you want to feed Wait, weed seed. You want to seed your garden. I say weed, seed, feed, and protect your garden. So you weed it, take out the bad stuff. You seed it then with some good bacteria that you need. Once that candida yeast is removed, it can really colonize and start to create a harmonious environment. And you want a lot of different types of really good probiotics in your, not only your diet that you eat, but also that you can take from good sources over the counter. And I always tell people, never buy your probiotics at the same place where you buy your toilet paper like you want to get them from thank you Mm -hmm. ingredients their methodology their process how it can colonize because a lot of people just poop up their probiotics and don't know what they're doing especially if they haven't addressed the candida yeast and other pathogenic bacteria in their gut and then um what you want to do then is take prebiotics, which are uh, certain types of fiber that you don't digest in your stomach that pass right through to feed those good bacteria that you just implanted in your in your gut and allow them to thrive. Um, and then you want to protect them by taking you know having a lot of a really good whole foods diet, a lot of greens, a lot of um, you know even like things like aloe in your diet, chlorophyll, mm-hmm. um, all these uh, all these different sort of natural substances high in fiber, high in greens, Um, to really supplement and keep that microbiome thriving. And it's something that is really a lifelong process, because if you think about it, your body is constantly changing. Your um, microbiome is constantly changing. What's coming in, what environmental factors, what you're breathing in the air, what kind of water you're drinking is all going to change that. So it's like, you know, you clean your bathroom once, A week later, it's not going to be clean anymore. You know, you need to keep cleaning it. You need to keep up on that maintenance and that routine thing. So it's sort of like a process that you really have to go through. And it's really important to do that with somebody who knows how to best guide you based upon the state your body is in. So if you go to somebody who's a holistic practitioner or somebody who knows and is really well versed in these things, they will ask you a lot. Yes, exactly. Ask you a lot of questions to get you. Where like where you need to start and how slowly you need to ease yourself into this process to avoid being very uncomfortable or even very ill from the killing off of the candy yeast.
2: so would would a good place to start just be to stop? Like to cut out all sugar, at least all processed sugar. Cause I had a coworker yes. who had a problem with candida and he had no idea. And he had this really big distended gut and he was an old hippie. He, he ate very clean. As far as I know, like every time we went to their house, oh. they, they made the healthiest shit ever Food, and for like some reason, from the garden to the table, he had this like, like candida like that. problem that I guess got diagnosed by a, a primary care or something, but they, they recommended him just basically cutting sugar the fuck out of his diet. And, uh, last time I saw him, it's been probably a year since he started that. And I I saw him last and he looked like slim and trim and this dude's like almost 60 years old. I'm like, dude, good job. But you said it takes a couple years sometimes. Is that just based on what you're putting in back in to feed the candida? Yeah, it can, because
0: you're, you're constantly, it's constantly changing. You have to remember too, like. Your, your gut is, your intestines are very long. There are a lot of area to cover. And most of us have had a Candida use candida problem that has been running rampant for years, mostly silently and not through our own intent. We're just going about our lives and eating our things. And you know, you can eat as healthy as you want, But if you're still getting unknowingly a lot of processed sugars that are hidden in our foods, you know, whether it just be even like salad dressings, he could be having the best salad that he grew in his garden, and then he puts in a salad dressing that has sugar, or he's drinking some wine with that dinner, it's going to be feeding that candy to yeast. So cutting out that sugar altogether is going to starve it off, but you do, you can speed up the process very carefully if you do take the right kind of natural
1: supplements or even eat foods that are naturally antifungal. So, so it- I can tell you, I can tell you the exact way to get rid of candida in your body. And if you want, you know, specific measurements, just reach out to me on Instagram or whatever. But um, organic garlic capsules and oregano oil. oil. So it's important to do oregano, oregano essential oil, because it is so strong that a couple of drops of oil equals about one to two pounds of actual herbs. So it's not gonna be enough for you to sprinkle oregano on pizza and say, yeah, I'm getting rid of my candida as you're eating yeast and dough. (laughs) Um, So the combination of garlic, which is one of the most powerful natural antibiotics, Mm -hmm. which actually don't kill the bad gut bacteria, the natural, ones don't it's natural product that's actually, you know, killing the bad stuff, but keeping the good. And then oregano oil is antifungal antibacterial. So just like Emily was saying, candida is, um, fungus that feeds on yeast and sugar is food for that. So if you're eating sugar, that yeast is going to eat that stuff up. Like it's food. So if, so here's how, here's the test. If you want to find out if you've got candida in your body, you get a glass of water and you literally just spit some saliva in that. If your saliva floats in that water, you've got candida. If it sinks in the water, you're probably okay. And if it's somewhere in the middle, you have a little bit, you should probably be taking some garlic and oregano. So for the exact measurements and stuff, just reach out. Um, I don't need to, it, cause it's not a one size fits all sort of a thing but you can muscle test to figure out exactly how much you need. But if Candida is a problem, Candida can turn into yeast infections and toe fungus and all sorts of other crap that's going on in the body, depending on how severe it is. So, I mean, this becomes such a complex issue. So it's a very easy thing to get rid of, but then you have to be sure that you're going to be willing to invest the time. So like she said, it could take years because it didn't get you didn't get to the place you're at now overnight so it might take you a couple years because your gut is like your second brain and your cells turn over and the older that we get, the longer it takes for our cells to turn over to completely regenerate and become brand new again. So it, it takes a little bit of time. And when we continuously dump the bad kinds of things on it, it's like two steps forward, five steps back. So if you're going to do this, you got to commit to at least 30 days of garlic and oregano to get rid of all of that candida. And then you'll probably in a, be in a better place the entire time you should be taking a probiotic. My son was born with a medical condition that he was, that made him be on a sulfameth drug, an antibiotic for seven years of his life. He's almost 14 in like a week and a half, he'll be 14. And for the last seven years, since he had his surgery, that boy, you better believe has been on probiotics because, um, when you've been on antibiotics for seven years, It's going to take at least seven more years to kind of reverse the damage that was caused by the antibiotics anyway. So anything with natural health, don't expect an overnight turnaround. You have to invest in your body. And we have to do just enough to get our body to actually start that healing process itself because our body's always working towards healing itself. So if you don't give it time to do its thing and you constantly interrupt it with the crap, you're never going to get in front of it.
2: So a hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. So sorry. So I, I, I was, I was uh, distracted Maybe. for a second there. Cause uh, people were saying the stream was frozen, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, if you guys can't hear it, if it gets frozen. It'll be out on audio after the show. So anyway, continue Janet.
4: I was just going to ask Shannon. So um, her and I discussed this before I have a garlic allergy um, that massive garlic allergy. What do you suggest for people that are like me that have a garlic allergy?
1: I would say can't take that. Yeah, I would say actually just kind of double dose on the oregano. There's a couple other oils. So there's veggie capsules that you can kind of put the oils into, and then you can take it as a capsule again, one to two drops of oil. Is enough to cover a hundred percent of the cells of your body. So we have about two hundred trillion cells in our body, and one drop of these essential oils will cover every one of those cells with forty thousand um, uh, cell. Uh, excuse me, I'm I'm totally like blanking on what I'm what the word is. Welcome um, to our show. Cover <laughs> each one of those cells, so with forty thousand atoms. Let me say it that way. So um, particles, whatever you want to call it. Um, So you can just double dose the oregano oil. You can use pine oil, which is a powerful antibiotic as well. Um, Typically I tell people frankincense, if you don't know what you need, take, just add a couple drops of frankincense in there as well. So that, that would also be beneficial instead of garlic.
4: And you want to make sure that you if you're buying essential oils that you don't buy them from Walmart, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: please, please, please make sure that your oils are 100% pure. And I know that everybody thinks that their oil is the best oil. And there is this really strange like protection thing about it. This is the level I'm talking about. If your oil company owns their own farm and grows their own crop to the level of no pesticides and and the oils that i use they actually don't allow people to work in the fields if they even swear because of the vibration the low vibration of swearing they don't want anything affecting that crop in a low vibratory way i mean that is some purity people so if you do not know that your oil is that level of purity don't take it internally do not take it internally. The FDA actually allows you allows companies to put 100% organic on the label if there's only 3% pure ingredients. You have right. to really be careful about that. So the company I use, they own their own farmland. They control that crop from seed to the time that it goes in the bottle. They test it frequently throughout that. So I 100% have faith and trust in the oils that I use. And um, you really need to do your research on that. There are probably two, maybe three total brands right now in the world that are like that. So you have to be super careful when you're internally taking oils.
2: Huh. You can you can make your own oils too, right? Oh, sorry, Emily. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, that I even just, trans- that just is, is true with all supplements in general. You have to be very careful about methodology, process, you know, source, everything that comes through with all oils, I mean, or all supplements in general, even, you know, your probiotics, even things that are, um, you know, there's antimicrobial and antifungals like monolaurin that are derivatives of coconut oil, that you really need to make sure that you get the quality. And if you don't know, ask around or do your research or start diving, even just, you know, you can even, you can really learn a lot from other people in um, who do their research if you go to specific coaches or specific doctors or even just really taking the time to research um, what's the things to look for and what's not and I would always recommend don't go to a BuzzFeed article don't go to like a general article from like shape magazine like do your actual research go all the way down to PubMed health go to the National Institute of Health and look at all of the different studies that have been done um, you know the FBI DA is not always having their best interest in mind. So you really, like Shannon said, you want to just dig even deeper than what they authorize as we're learning even just, you know, today with what's going on in our environment with the vaccines. Oh, well, I-,
2: I would hope nobody is going to BuzzFeed <laughs> for fine. their fucking information. Sorry, that was low vibration. Right? Uh, <laughs> if anybody's going to BuzzFeed or the, uh, Ranker or whatever for their information on their nutrition, just tune out right now. Please don't listen anymore because... <laughs> Those are the we can't help you. I think Cheez-Its are super You're lost. Or something.
3: It's fine. <laughs> so
0: how many people that I've coached that are like, well, I was reading this article and they would share it with me. And it was like, it says I don't need probiotics. It says that I just need to eat a balanced diet. And I'm like, They're just, you know, the the pharmaceutical industry, you know, not to dig into that topic, but their tentacles reach really deep and the propaganda out there and what people push this forward on the top articles really runs strong to steer people in the wrong direction. And when people don't have time to do their research and they see an article that says, well, I don't need probiotics. I, I don't need, you know, all these different things from my gut. If I just eat more leafy greens and try to have some kimchi, I'll be fine. But that's not the case at all.
2: So I heard yeah, some speaking about kimchi uh, and fermented foods. I heard. Have you heard of the? Uh, I think it's called the Fairy of Fermentation or Fermentation Fairy or something like that. I think she was on Crow Triple Seven, but uh, she talks about making all these fermented foods and how that's a better probiotic than you know taking a pill or whatever. But do you guys have any experience with making your own fermented foods?
1: Yeah, I have actually. Um... I have made my own fermented vegetables, and I will tell you, it will clear out a house real fast, because <laughs> it, it smells really awful. Um, I, I personally didn't mind the taste, but I don't have really a gag reflex. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I will tell you... <laughs> woo. Um, Fermented food is really great natural probiotic. You've heard of kombucha tea. That's a natural ferment- fermentation process. It's from the kombucha mushroom. That's very, very good for the gut. Um, I think it really depends on what the probiotic is. For women, I really highly recommend a brand called Binto, it is my absolute favorite. Um, also, the oil company that I use has a really great product called Life9. Um, But I will tell you, depending on what it is, so if you have like Crohn's disease, there are a lot of different types of probiotic by name. If you know exactly what your diagnosis is from your provider, then we can kind of get a little bit more specific. So for some, I think for everyone, fermented food is good. I don't know that I would say it's the best for everyone and all of that. I think there's a lot of different things. So I would take kombucha tea. Um, I don't drink a whole bottle. I'll drink four to eight ounces of it at a time because it can be really powerful. Um, They can have the opposite effect that you want it to have if you haven't ever had it before. Um, You can have fermented foods that definitely... It's like an enzyme. If you have a really good enzyme and you're taking that every single time you eat food, that's helping your digestive process be a little bit more efficient as well. But I think it would be very... um, It would be very detrimental to say that there's only one kind of probiotic that you should use because really it's going to take a village and every person is unique and you really have to understand what's going on in your history. That's why I do consults with people is to try to find out what exactly is in your background and what kind of probiotic (laughs) can I recommend to you because there's so many different ones out there. But I will tell you 100% of our population should be on a probiotic of of some kind. So if you are eating fermented foods, that's a start. It doesn't mean it's the exact one for you. Um, you know, that can be identified, but it's a start. So if you're doing that, keep doing that. I mean, there's, there's never a bad thing about taking a probiotic. So it's for life versus the antibiotic, which kills off gut bacteria. And even Janet can talk a little bit about, um, things like C diff, which is a really, really terrible, um, a uh, violation, I'm going to call it, of the gut. Yeah, yeah. it's like well, <laughs> a complete wipeout of all of the life biotics in there. So, yeah. Janet, talk about C diff because probiotics are are so important, especially when that comes about.
2: Hang on, Janet, right. real quick. Uh, talking about uh, probiotics first, uh, Justin says, "What's your opinion on ginger tea for a probiotic, and how much should I be drinking?" I currently fill a 28 ounce. 28 ounce bottle to drink it and he likes the taste but what's your opinion on that uh answer and i gotta go
3: oh my god also our stream feed like blows hard so i'm super sorry for everyone in the chat or who's watching because we're just our stream is like this we're like uh, uh, uh,
4: uh, uh.
3: like we all look completely stupid right now just to let you know all right janet let's hear it let's hear about (laughs) c-diff Or ginger tea or whatever. I It doesn't matter. No one can see us anyway.
4: <laughs> so ginger is one of those that's a natural healing herb. Um, it's really good for you. If you can stand the taste, kudos to you because <laughs> ginger can be very bitter. It's mm-hmm. It can be very strong. A lot of people can eat it raw or ginger chews. It is very healthy for your gut. Um, but I would say use that in caution and in small amounts, because if you have too much ginger, um, you're probably going to get the fire shits (laughs) along with maybe some stomach pain. Shannon, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think ginger is a probiotic. It is definitely a digestive aid. And if you experience nausea, so if you're a pregnant woman and you have a little bit of nausea, ginger is great for that, even if it kind of still makes you a little sick. It's supposed to settle your tummy. Ginger chews. If I feel kind of like when you eat food and you've got that brick in your stomach, like nothing's digesting and you just want it to move. Ginger would be really great to kind of start that process, but ginger is not necessarily a probiotic. So awesome. I would say if you love the taste of ginger tea, for sure, drink that because it's always going to be digestively important to help. It's always a good support. Probiotics are way different than that. So I would suggest a different form of that.
0: Yeah, agreed 100%. And like you were saying too before with um, you know eating fermented foods and, and doing having these different aids, it's really good to take a – you know, probiotic that has a number of different strains in them that are generally beneficial for most people. Then after that, what you want to do is, um, you know, take fermented foods to get that garden variety of different probiotics. You can't control what you're taking when you're having fermented foods or when you're doing that. um, But you can control what you're taking and what you're researching and taking with your, you know, supplement form probiotic. Um, But, and I agree wholeheartedly that ginger is not a probiotic. It is just a very great digestive aid for you.
4: Yeah. But it will give you the
3: screaming (laughs) poo-poos. I had a uh, ginger shot from the local juice place. Oh, like raw
2: ginger though. right? Yeah, it was
3: raw ginger. And they put, um, God damn it. What else did they put in it? It was, it tasted so bad. It tasted like onion and then ginger. And I, I just took it for fun so I took it and it cleared out my sinuses I didn't I didn't have fire shits (laughs) but I expected to fully and also I will say ginger chews are really good for nausea if you're um, they have motion sickness we drive in the mountains all the time and if I'm the passenger for whatever reason I definitely love taking ginger chews they make you feel a whole lot better
1: Yep, and let me tell you just a little trick. And I've been experiencing this lately, and I am sorry because this is probably a lot of TMI for you. It's TMI. Nothing, uh, Nothing's
3: too, Have you been nothing. here for the last 45 <laughs> minutes?
1: about that tonight. But if <laughs> yeah. you are an O blood type, which I'm O positive, if you are an O blood type, mm-hmm. you absolutely need greens, okay? Mm-hmm. You need some sort of a green supplement. I don't mean like a bunch of spinach on your plate. I mean like chlorella spirulina and you know they the they do those little shots the grass the you know the green shots that you can take um i actually have a really good uh product that i use it's one teaspoon which is half of a serving if i do two teaspoons like i am liquefied like it is (laughs) fiber but let me tell you what else it does though it gives you so much energy. If you are lacking in energy, you need greens 100%. The vitamins, the minerals, and the energy that it provides is unlike anything else. You need to take that along with a probiotic. The probiotic helps the gut flora, but those greens are ab- absolutely going to give you some energy and it does add a little bit of digestive uh, fiber which is going to help clear you out but i can't even begin to tell you the amount of nutrients that your gut soaks in from from greens and that your gut is the second brain so you have to think about what you're feeding it uh, especially if you drink on occasion or a little often bit Every on occasion. Day. you got to be putting stuff <laughs> like that in your gut because it's going to soak in those nutrients the better you feed your gut the more your skin is going to glow, the more that you are going to see health, more energy, better sleep, and that all gets soaked in from the gut because 100% of any diagnosis that you have started in the gut and it started with inflammation and that is exactly where where it happens. So the more love you can give your intestines, um, you want to be pooping efficiently. You want to be giving it greens to feed it, but also to help flush out any of the toxins. That, that's what it also does. Um, also, when you are sweating, peeing, or um, if you go in a sauna and the excretory organs of your body, your skin is one of those excretory uh, organs of the body. As soon as you start sweating, you are releasing toxins out of your body. When you are peeing, you're releasing toxins. Poop is releasing toxins. All of that is all beneficial. And now let me tell you this other little thing real quick. If you have not dry brushed, I'm telling you, go to Google and look up how to properly dry brush your skin because dry brushing not only turns over the cells of your skin, but it's going to get rid of all of that dead and decaying detritus, the dead skin cells that your body's producing, and that is also going to help release toxins. So greens are part of that. Probiotics help feed that flora. This is all stuff, what we're talking about, this is all stuff that's going to help foundationally settle your gut and start really giving you the foundation of health, because that's where you should focus is on your gut. That's a hundred percent where it starts. Nothing else is going to work or function properly until that gut is working and functioning properly.
2: So I've heard, I've heard a lot about inflammation and how that's kind of the start of a lot of things. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat earlier about, uh, can or, uh, cancer being fed by sugar, which has to do with the gut, obviously, Mm -hmm. too. But what's the best way to just, in general, Mm -hmm. all the time, every day, avoid inflammation? I mean, I know there's inflammatory foods, but is there some way to lower, like, if you're going to have a couple cocktails or uh, 17 beers like Janet, is there a way to, like, counteract that?
4: (laughs) Hey, now
0: no there absolutely is and there's a lot of and you know a lot of the um spices that come from the east from india when you look at mm-hmm. anything that has curcumin in it or like a turmeric that has you know those are things that you can eat or ingest you can take them in pill form they're better digestible with black pepper and infused in them um but you know those are some of the of the things that you want to do as either as a supplement or take it in but when you take it as a supplement it's so much more concentrated and i know i sound very pro supplement because i am Um, quality supplements and things that you can take can really be a great shortcut because a lot of the foods even when we have our best intentions in eating them and what we do we are so nutrient depleted in our country um, and the foods that are available to us so i really recommend um, if you do want to be having you know taking away some of that inflammation a uh, turmeric, a really high concentrated turmeric supplement infused with black pepper is a really great way to do that. There are some other mm-hmm. things you can take like alpha lipoic acid, which is also a chelator um, that removes heavy metals and also is anti-inflammatory, but there's it just it depends on you know what's what your body needs and how and when, if it's something that you need to take every day or something you just take as a response to something you've eaten. It just depends or you know or, or have been drinking. Huh. And I
1: think right here would be an awesome time for Janet to talk about the food pyramid to start out with that, because then I'm going to finish it with some pH balance. So, Janet, tell them about the food pyramid. Tell them the truth about that shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, we we had this discussion um, on our pod and my podcast when Shannon was a guest. Um, the food pyramid is a farce because it was originally set up by the same people um, who are controlling, you know, the COVID vaccination and, and all of that stuff right now. Because it used to be that grains were pure uh, back in the <clears throat> biblical days, and then everything changed. They have genetically modified crops. They have genetically modified vegetables, fruits, etc. And so the, the food pyramid is set up to make you sick That's, that was the whole purpose um, it was meant to make you take in lots of extra sugars because a lot of your fruits even though we all love fruit, fruit is really, really high in sugar um, everybody that thinks that uh, a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet is the way to go a lot of those also contain sugars and um, Harsh chemicals, you know, processing. And, and Emily had mentioned before where things were, um, or Shannon, I guess you did, where you're talking about you only have to have 3% of something to be qualified as pure or organic. It's the same way with the grains and the meats. Um, there's hormones, there's steroids, anything that's on that food pyramid is things that will cut down your system. And not everybody has the same dietary needs. Not every population is meant to eat uh, only vegetables or whatever. Because if you think about it in history, we were hunter gatherers. Mm-hmm. And so we ate meats. Now meats are bad. Uh, Eggs are bad, like all of these things, all of these age of a natural things are are meant to be bad. But follow this food pyramid that is literally full of processed sugars um, and genetically modified grains and, you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that, which absolutely destroy your gut bacteria, your brain gut biome which makes you sicker, it makes everybody depressed, sad, then you have the need for antidepressants or uh, cancer take hold or other diseases take hold because your system is so out of whack for following the government's food pyramid.
2: Uh, That's funny. I just heard someone talk about uh, the difference in food varieties that people eat across the world and somebody from alaska is eating whale blubber like mainly like that's what they eat and they're fucking healthy as shit but it's because they need that because it's so fucking cold that they got to have all that fat you know but they burn it because it's also cold so (laughs) he was talking about switching diets with somebody from like florida they're like oh somebody from florida you know who eats whatever the fuck floridians eat but switch, switching those two around and having, you know, the Alaskan eat the Floridian diet and vice versa would right. be insane. Like they would probably just die. <laughs>
3: yeah, they wouldn't die. They right, probably just poop a lot. Eventually. Yeah. The bad kind.
0: Oh, absolutely. Putting yeah. a one food pyramid for every person and doing that, it really just ties back to propaganda for big pharma. It just makes you a sick person. It puts you on that system right. that was designed to not treat the root cause of what might be happening or preventative um, measures, but rather just putting you on this system of keeping you sick, pumping you full of more pharmaceuticals. It's really a money driven, very flawed medical
4: system that we're under. Right, 100%.
1: And so, one of the things that I do when I consult with people is I, especially in person, I do what's called pH testing. And I use urine and saliva to kind of get a temperature for what's going on on the inside of the body, because all of the stuff that we've talked about tonight is all great. It's fine and dandy, but if your internal environment is too acidic or too alkaline, number one, you're not going to absorb any of those nutrients that Emily was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not going to absorb any of the nutrients from the food, from the food pyramid that Janet was talking about either. So, um, one of the things that's very, very important is getting yourself into balance. It's homeostasis. It's getting yourself to it. And I'm not talking like there's a range, but you know, you, you can't drink alkaline water and get yourself alkaline. And you don't necessarily want to be completely on that side of the spectrum either. There's a reason why there's a middle part to that scale. If you're too acidic inside the body, your body is running too fast. You're it's like you go and you poop to make room for the next meal that you're just taking in because you've got <laughs> to let some out in order to bring some in. That's actually not really necessarily good if your body's acidic. If you're too alkaline, your body's moving too slowly. That means you're a little bit more on the lines of constipation and you're kind of struggling with that. We don't want you there either. So typically what I do is I test for pH balance and I help people get into balance using minerals. We need calcium. We need potassium, we need sodium, and we need magnesium. Those are minerals. There's a a potassium-sodium balance going on in the body. There's also a magnesium thing. So there's one type of magnesium that'll make you crap. There's another kind that actually feeds your muscles, and that's the kind that is supplementary. If you have restless leg or uh, growing pain-type symptoms, uh, that's definitely a different style of magnesium our diet is not rich in minerals at all so we're going to have to go ahead and add those in Um, you know vitamin d is another thing that we need to make sure that we add with calcium so that there's absorption however if you are too acidic or too alkaline you're not absorbing any of it so that's one of the things that ph uh, testing does is determines where you fit on that scale we bring you into balance then we can get into business and start getting you healthier and the things that we're talking about tonight will actually take root and not to be talking too much here but just to connect it to what's going on in the world you know that food pyramid was used to fatten cows that's how this cabal sees us is as cows they're wanting to dumb us down the worse you eat If you're out there eating McDonald's food, my friends, if you are eating fast food, if you are eating shit, essentially, uh, and let me just clarify that because there's a scientific thing to this. If your food vibration is zero, you are not giving yourself life. Okay. Canned food has a zero vibratory force. (laughs) You You are giving yourself nothing. You are not giving yourself any nutritional value at all. So if you're eating out of a can or a box regularly, I know it's cheap, but you can also eat really well and, and still have it be inexpensive, but you owe it to yourself to give yourself good nutritional value because what they're doing is they're dumbing us down. The worse you eat, the more brain fog you get. That whole whale blubber thing in my mind, the second that you said that I immediately thought, well, that's an omega right there. It comes from fish oils, right? right? Fish fat. Exactly. That's where we're getting omegas. That's probably why the, why they're healthy on that because high powerful omegas is so important for your brain, for your eyeballs and those types of organs. So, um, you know, and depending on where you spend your life, that particular diet is going to help you. If you live in Japan, you're going to benefit from iodine because of the seaweed and the kelp and the right. soy that they actually use in their miso soup um right. and the nutrients that comes from raw fish you're going to absorb that because of the culture that and wherever you're living the environment etc but but ultimately the end game here is they're trying to dumb us down and feed us like cattle that's why america is really uh fat i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it um we're we're way overweight um uh, as a culture because we're listening to this garbage and we're actually thinking that this food pyramid is helping us It is not at all helping us fruit to Janet's point. It should only be eaten in the morning alone and with nothing else. Don't put it in your salad. Don't put it anywhere else. Don't eat it Mm -hmm. with anything else. It's actually supposed to be a flusher. It flushes your system so that you can eat regular food throughout the day. I hardly eat any fruit anymore. I've Mm -hmm. recently lost 30 pounds and most of that was from cutting fruit out. And don't get me wrong. I love my fruit, but it's high in sugar. And any kind of sugar, even if it's naturally occurring, can be detrimental to the glycemic index in our body. Right. And that, if your blood sugars are level, that means your glycemic index is level, then you're going to do okay. But when you're feeding it sugar, it's constantly spiking and then it crashes. Then it spikes and then it crashes and you cannot get on top of it. So that's why a lot of people can't lose weight right now. And they think, oh, this is just the way I am. It's a hormone imbalance. No, it's not. It's the food pyramid. It's the way, it's the diet that we've got in our culture right now. They're killing us. We have to start talking about the truth. And food can heal you. They don't want you to know that. There's a very big reason why they took diet and nutrition out of those medical schools when Rockefeller created his monopoly with them. He doesn't want you to know what vitamins can do, he doesn't want you to know what good food can actually do for you and it can heal you. And that's the kind of naturopath that I am. I heal with food. I don't use pharmaceuticals. Supplements are great when it when it's something the body cannot manufacture on its own. But food is where I want you to get your stuff from first. So I'll, I'll quit blabbing. Oh, no, <laughs> no. yeah. Food, food wish- is food <laughs> no, has medicine. No, I've
2: heard that a lot.
4: And I was just going to add to that real quick um, because so many people ask me, they're like, okay, so... Like what do you eat? I have a healthy balance of everything. I I love fish, although I hate salmon and tuna. <laughs> um, so I've got to get those uh, omega three sources in other places. But what you can do is, I'm huge into herbs and spices. Um, those are very healing. Mushrooms are very healing. I'm into herbs Certain and mushrooms kinds of too. Mushrooms are very. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have not done that kind of mushroom. I have not. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So, but yeah, like actual mushrooms that you eat, they, they are very healing. They have a very healing power. So do a lot of herbs and spices. Cilantro is one. Parsley is one. Um, peppers are very healing. So can onions be. If you get the right kind of onion, I only eat purple and, But what we do is I grow these things and then I take them and I cut them up and I freeze them. So we always have them. I make fresh salsa. I make fresh everything because you should never eat canned. And if you're getting frozen, you need to pay attention to how that product was made. Um, Fermentation is really good for some people. If you have migraines or neurological complications, you should not be eating fermented food like whatsoever because that's going to exacerbate your symptoms and your situation. You have to know your body. You have to listen to your body. And so like Shannon said earlier with the muscle testing, um, your body will tell you what it is that you need to intake always listen to your body and always hear your body's message to you. So if you pick a certain supplement and your body goes backwards, that is not something you should be taking at all. Um, Same things with herbs and spices. You can do the exact same thing, um, but get your stuff nutritionally wise through things that are fresh um, meats that are fresh you don't have to quit eating meat that is a misnomer it's complete and utter bullshit yep. um, that is another government scare tactic so yep. do not buy into that crap that you only have to be a vegan because people that are vegan also get very ill um, there's a lot of cancers a lot of things like that because you're not getting every nutrient and mineral that you need through a vegan diet so, uh, I, I've i talked saying. about this
2: before on other shows, but I basically switched to meat. I mean, I eat whatever on the weekends. I'm not right. super, you know, stringent on He's it on the really weekends. He's really healthy,
3: though. He, we never eat anything out of a can or a box. He cooks everything like, right. from scratch. As much like, as possible. Like, yeah. Every once in a while, it's well, mac and cheese. Usually, we but give the yeah. kids mac and cheese when we're like, okay, we're lazy tonight. But, but it's like, very mostly, few and far you'd between. be
2: surprised how much meat, it's just meat, like fills you up, especially if it's a ribeye or something with a lot of fat in it, you know? Right. Like, I can munch on a ribeye, a ribeye all day and be fine. And once I got used to it and not having that much food all the time, especially like carbs and stuff that bloats you out, uh, right. I wasn't as hungry either. And I'm like, I'm still functioning, doing my job, and I'm not that hungry, and I have lost like 30 pounds. So I can't argue with this. There's a lot of people that argue against the carnivore diet. I'm like, it might not be for you i don't know maybe you should be a vegan and go suck on some soy dicks i don't know but for for me the meat thing works
0: No, it's so true and like what well, like you said too it's all about your glycemic index and you're not putting in those carbs and you're not uh creating a huge insulin response you're not going to be uh creating that sort of responsive of needing more cravings for more sugars and things um, but and it's interesting, too, that you say that because it's so true in my experience, I did go plant based for a number of years, um, you know, in trying to what I understand now is control my gut. And so what I really needed to do was cut out all sugars. Uh, I'm no longer plant based, but I'm just whole foods. I eat whole food. I watch my sources, um, and what I need to do and get a number of vegetables in my diet. Like Shannon, I hardly eat any fruit and I don't crave it whatsoever. I don't crave processed foods. And if I do accidentally or intentionally ingest something that's processed, I really feel like crap. I really feel bad. And once you clean out your body, you start realizing how good you can actually feel. And it makes you not even like the thought of eating McDonald's or feeding, giving it to my kids makes me Ew. like I, I couldn't even think about doing it because i know what it's going to do to them and to me because we just have a whole not whole foods the, the store but a whole foods diet of like real food
2: the whole it's Foods store is kind red. of a kind of a psyop itself right i mean jeff
4: bezos bought exactly whole foods. yeah uh, yes yeah. i agree yeah typically red
1: meat um you should only eat once or twice a month I know that doesn't sound a lot. And coming from a girl from Montana, I could eat it every day. I friggin' love my steak. My next door neighbor sells grass-fed beef. So I Mm. I know where to get my red (laughs) meat. But I truly only eat it about two to three times a month. Or one to two times a month, excuse me. Um, Fish, however, if you can tolerate fish, I know there's a lot of people that don't like fish. But two to three times (laughs) a week is very, very important. It's a lean kind of meat. Salmon's a little bit fattier if you can tolerate salmon. If you do not do fish at all, you just can't stomach it, please get yourself a really good quality omega. Reach out to me if you want some sources. I've got a couple of different ones that are really good. There are um, sea-based omegas. There's also animal-based omegas. You can do either. If you are vegan and you really just don't want to eat the fish, you don't want to do any of the meat, please make sure you're on an omega, um, that like a really good quality one. I'm going to tell you, you are getting what you pay for with your supplements. If you pay cheap, you're going to get cheap. You're not going to actually get a lot of benefits from that. Um, you right. got to be real careful with the chicken these days. Uh, it's apparently magnetic. I don't know if you've seen that out there.
2: I, right I did now. see that. You yeah. be really
1: <laughs> careful choosing your meat. So, um, for example, my neighbor that has their own grass-fed beef farm. I'm in Montana, so there's a lot of people with that. So I can just go next door and shop for my beef. I'm very blessed in that. But if I go to the store, you better believe I'm I'm checking into those companies and exactly how they're processing that meat. I'm very careful about buying chicken anymore, turkey even, but in uh, fish, I absolutely will not. You cannot pay me enough money to buy. Farmed fish, please do not eat farmed fish. That is the trash of the fish. I know wild caught, right? But you're getting what you pay for you guys. And I know that things are going up, foods getting more expensive. But the more you actually invest in a good diet, the less you have to necessarily eat. If you're eating a bunch of empty calories and it's really crappy food and you're just going to want to keep eating more and more, that's when it's going to cost you more if you actually spend some money on some good quality food it's going to keep you full longer you're going to you're going to reap the benefits of the nutrition from that food and you're not going to eat as much food so it you know it really is cost neutral at the end of the day right now you
0: pay now for your food or you pay later with your there you go
1: yep with your
0: health care mm-hmm. building yes. yes. so situation in wisconsin i mean farmland plenty, and you can find Um, You know, we local source so much of our meat that I stock in our freezer and and do that, but you can find, it is worthwhile no matter where you live, you can find people that do bring that in, you just have to do your research and think about it, and you, you kind of pay more up front, you can really stock your freezer well, full of high quality meats and things, and that's what I do, I have a freezer outside, and the less you can, you know, don't buy your meat at walmart you know really look for your sources and see what you're doing get as local as possible um and and go from there i know it's not it's it's so easy to preach about eating perfect nobody can eat a hundred percent perfect diet all the time or you know most people don't but the more you can intentionally do those things and incorporate them into your lifestyle the better off you're going to be in
3: the long run for sure
2: nice well I'm gonna probably call this one just because our stream went to shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on yeah, here, it's but
3: skipping every two seconds, it switch to a different screen. But it's paused for that whole. The
2: season. cool thing is, I'm recording on the back end, so all I'll do is just yeah. re-upload this video afterwards, so everyone can watch who it shit out on. <laughs> this Sorry, is the guys. the fun of adding a live stream into your life. But uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything else you want to say before we get the hay out of here? Pass.
0: Yes. You know, great discussion i really appreciated uh the time to just come on here and talk about all things you know for your health it's so important for people to just take back control of their health do a little bit of research do a little bit of digging maybe pay a little bit more it's not as convenient but it's so worthwhile at the end because the system we have is designed to keep you sick and keep you paying more in the long run
3: Absolutely. I love that you talked about supplements because I've been taking supplements for a really long time, way before the COVID bullshit. And it scared me because I was like, "Okay, shit, people are going to start buying these things and then they're going to be gone. And I actually take them for a good reason, not because I'm afraid of a fake virus or whatever they're pushing. And then I was afraid that they were going to get compromised. Like, they're going to start putting shit in the supplements because then they started broadcasting, take zinc, take vitamin C, and you can get it really Mm -hmm. cheap at Walmart. So I was curious. I don't know. But I take turmeric milk thistle, Um, All that good stuff. So I've been trying to take, I've been trying to get Joe to take it forever and he doesn't really listen to the things I say. So I'm really glad that you guys talked about it because it's super helpful (laughs) and he totally like has slowly started taking vitamins. Sorry. I just eat meat. Not to call you out, but like I've been telling you to take these forever and you're like, I'm not going to take fucking turmeric. That's stupid. And then sends me memes joking about it. And then he's like, oh, I heard
4: that's good. I never said taking
2: turmeric was stupid, but okay.
4: You can, you can put turmeric in your food, Joe. No, oh, amazing. no. I've,
2: I cooked with that. I made some uh, Indian uh, yeah. soup or something, and there's a shitload of turmeric and curry and all that kind of stuff in it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Double what the recipe tells you to put in. That's what I always do. I always it. I, I did that yeah. with curry,
2: actually. It was that's not cool. enough. I'm like, I need more curry. <laughs>
0: But, so, but you know the easiest way too, if you want, if you have someone, your partner, your spouse, whoever, that you want to you know, get on board and they just don't want to make the effort, if they're open to it, you get one of those, you know, those old people pill boxes, Monday through Friday with a big letter on them. I
3: need one, one of those.
0: Free pack that for them and at night just say, hey, take your pills. I'm taking them too right Such now. Such a good and idea. And just do it because, you know, the best loving, you can't change somebody, you can't make someone else do what they want, but if they're open yeah. to it, putting in the effort of setting it aside for them, putting it out all they have to do is pour it in their hand and put it on their mouth you know that might be an option for you too if, as yeah. long as it's good quality supplements that they need for their body
1: for sure I have I have two things I want to say to end this number one is don't take all of the supplements all at one time try one at a time see if it's benefiting your body If it's not, then move on to the next thing or muscle test yourself to see how much you actually need because if you are not taking enough, it's not gonna do anything. Um, But truly don't just take everything all at one time. That's That's kind of the golden rule of natural health. You're gonna try one thing, you're gonna see if it works. If it works, you're gonna stick with it. If that's not it, you're gonna try the next thing. It's gonna take some time. And my second thing is, Take your health back, please. This is my huge soapbox. This is what I really want everyone to know. Take your health back into your own hands. Stop turning it over to your doctor. Stop turning it over and saying, What do you think? What should I do? And then you just do everything like my doctor said, I need to do this. Do you have a brain? Do you think that's the right thing? Your doctor is throwing darts blindfolded. I can tell you they are only treating symptoms, okay? If you do not feel in your heart of hearts that that is the right method, then do not take it. You are the boss, not the doctor. You do not have to do what the doctor says. You're going there for a consult. The consult should really be educating you so that you can make the right decision. So my big thing is I want you all to be educated So that you understand how to make that decision for yourself nobody else can do that for you you have to do it for yourself so you there's so many tools that we can figure out what's right for you your body knows the score that's actually a book you should get that you should read that your body knows the score your body knows what it needs start listening to your body and not some person who's throwing darts at symptoms and trying to mask the symptoms, which just creates more in the end. Really listen to yourself. I I promise you, if you become the boss of yourself and you empower yourself, your whole life is gonna change and you're gonna start seeking other options and you're gonna start to find your answers rather than getting lab created drugs that are only putting a Band-Aid on an artery bleed essentially. So that's my big soapbox and I'll, I'll be quiet
4: boom no thank you that was awesome
2: (laughs) Janet you got anything to close out
4: (laughs) I was just gonna say along the lines of what Shannon said as a patient and as a human being always know your body Um, your body knows and your body is telling you what it needs listen and listen to your gut always if your body's telling you Something and something is not right. Your body knows. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the conversation. That your gut and your brain. Are having with your body. Uh, Don't buy into doctors. Because I'm here to tell you. Working in the medical field. For a really long time. Doctors are quackadoos. Uh, They don't know as much. As what you think that they do. And Trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your own personal feelings on something. Just like Shannon said, if you don't think something is right, don't fucking do it. Because they will literally prescribe you and prescribe you and prescribe you until your body is beat into submission. So listen to yourself. Listen to your gut, your intuition and take charge of your health uh incorporate your vegetables your meats because that's real important too um your fish and lots and lots of herbs because herbs are so super duper healing so pay attention to that
2: i think a lot of our listeners would agree with that but uh (laughs) emily you got anything else to close out
0: no i mean i i completely agree with everything they just said. I think we have been conditioned to believe that we know nothing and our doctors know everything, Mm -hmm. but what our our doctors, when they come into their practice with the best intentions, thinking they're going to heal people, they have just been indoctrinated into a world of understanding prescriptions and which ones don't interact with other ones and how to prescribe them. And it's a really, really flawed system that is dangerous. And that keeps us sick. And it's so detrimental to our health, our well-being, and our lives. And so, like like we've been saying, you take back control of your own health. It takes a little bit more time. It's not as convenient, but wouldn't you say it's worth it? Like, look, look at how you treat your car. You will do everything you can to keep that car running. If you had one car for the rest of your life, you're going to be damn sure you're going to take really good care of it, do diagnostics, do things to make sure it's running properly. Why on earth would you not treat your body the same?
2: Yeah, you only have one meat vehicle and as of now, as of this date, you can't trade them in or actually,
3: (laughs) for the most part, you really can't
2: swap a whole lot of parts out. So (laughs) take care of your meat vehicle. (laughs) Oh, that might be the the title (laughs) of this one. Your meat
4: vehicle. Your meat locker. (laughs) But uh,
2: you guys stick around after I play the uh, the outro here because that's what we do on live shows. Uh, Stick around if you want to have a chat afterwards and we will uh, see you guys next time. Okay. That's a yes? Yes? Yes. 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 yes.
4: yes. What do yes. you need for a response? You're so weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank Hallelujah.
3: you for
2: joining us, and we will catch you next time. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up, so just stay okay. tuned.
1: years <laughs>